0: Listeners, you are now at the first episode of Costume Station Zero, uh, where we're going to be talking all kinds of wonderful cosplay antics and stuff. I'm Bob Mitch, and I'm sitting here with a nice round table of awesome folks who are my friends. Uh, This is Ewan Anderson over to my left. Hello. Uh, Ewan, of course, everyone might know from doing his 11th Doctor cosplay at Gallifrey One. I'm the really tall one. (laughs) Who wears tweed. (laughs) Uh, Next on the table is Vicky Sebring. Hello. Uh, Who many might recognize uh, or not recognize from doing Novice Haim and Movellens and all kinds of good stuff. Oh, and that wonderful Ambassador of Death. uh, I really, really dug. Uh, As well as other non-who characters such as Wonder Woman and Xena, Warrior Princess. Do you want to do a Xena yell for everybody? (coughs) That was loud. Okay, and finally... (laughs) And finally we... Our is no (laughs) death.
1: You
2: asked for it!
0: (laughs) I did, you're right, I'm sorry. Uh, And and finally we have Scott Sebring, who uh, many might know from doing an awesome Adam West Batman.
3: You know, it's just a pleasure to be here, (laughs) you know, to be part of this, you know, round table, actually it is round, so uh, I feel like uh, I'm just honored. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be here, but uh, thanks Bob, it's really great to be here and... uh, uh, yes, Yes, so there we go. yes. <laughs>
0: to, to talk cosplay fun. Uh, uh, people from Gallifrey One might also remember Scott for doing a uh, fantastic uh, If He if he Hates Something, He Shoots It uh, <laughs> Brigadier, uh, as well as a Peter Cushing Doctor, Doctor Who in quotes, uh, and so on. And, and many other classic uh, heroic characters. So, welcome everyone. So, uh, for this first episode, I just thought it would be cool to kind of hit the basics. Hit kind of the primer. Hit the rules. Hit, you know, kind of uh, I guess the equivalent of what anyone who's ever Uh, been to the Cosplay 101 panel we've ever done, would get in kind of an audio form. So, uh, guys, let's dive in. What would you say is the number one rule of cosplay?
3: Scott? Fun. Have fun. Do it because you want to do it. Uh, that's That's the number one key. Right next to the other rule. There are no rules.
0: I like it. I like it. So that's that. So rule one is really a double. It's like an A and a B. No rules, have fun.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a rule,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, there are no rules. <laughs>
3: But if you're going to have a rule, you know, then I, then I would definitely say, you know, have fun. That's that's the that's the number one number one thing. If it's no fun, don't bother. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and life is not
0: worth living if you don't have fun. Right. Now uh, it seems to me that. Most of us got into this to some degree because we got attracted to characters that you know we you know uh, look up to, see as heroes, and there's a lot of connection to our childhoods. I would say I know certainly for you and I, Scott, that's the case. Oh yeah, absolutely. And would you say that that actually is is a large motivation behind a lot of cosplay? That uh, um, it would be a a wish fulfillment of sorts.
3: Well, I I think everybody's got their own little. You know, reason for doing something as far as, you know, um, you know, uh, one one of the things that one can say is like flying their colors, like going to a Laker game, you're wearing the Laker jersey. Mm -hmm. And uh, for some people, it could be something as simple as that, like they like Doctor Who, they might like the 11th Doctor, so they'll wear Tweed or wear Fez, or if you were like a Fifth Doctor type fan, you'd wear a scarf.
0: Mm, you mean fourth doctor? Yeah, you would be wearing celery yeah. there. Wow, yes. would I be? Okay, dude, not one of us. <laughs> Gonna retract Whoa. this
4: card right oh. now. <gasps> so if Scott had to leave. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so we'll did, did, we'll did I. Did I, 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 I made sure it was an we
1: honor to be here. here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Adam, you can stay. <laughs> did, 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 did I make a faux pas?
1: <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. The Holy doctor. wrong doctor's bad man. <laughs> Which is funny because yeah, I totally... This
2: leads us to rule
1: number. Three of cosplay, forgiveness and tolerance.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And also understanding spouses.
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, no, I I think the key thing is that it it is quite silly that I didn't say that, because uh, the fourth doctor, Tom Baker, who's known for wearing the scarf, is my all-time favorite doctor. So that's kind of very... (laughs) Silly that I did I was that. Say,
0: Scott, we've been friends for how
3: long? Yeah. Here? Well, you know, <laughs> look, look I, I was looking at the Davison action figure across from me over here on the shelf. <laughs> it just it he travels in
4: a red telephone box, right? Oh, That's yeah, yeah red, yeah, red, yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, no, I, I knew that. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the Doctor with the Cape was my favorite. <laughs> the cape and the bat ears. Yes,
0: <laughs> the Doctor and the cape. Oh yeah, yeah. Aside from Pertwee I think a cape would be nice for the Doctor to bring it back in the wardrobe. I kind of like that. Oh yes. Yeah. Um,
1: this this is also another good cosplay rule that this brings up. When the products you're working with suggest good ventilation, take them seriously. Get lots of air. Or you need your brain cells.
3: I like yeah, that. Yeah. There we yeah. go. What was I talking about before?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Case in point!
3: (laughs) Flying your colors. Flying your colors. Okay. Well, anyway, what I was just saying was, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, growing up as a kid and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, I put the towel around my neck, you know, and I was running around, like I said, you know, beating up on crooks just like the superheroes would, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it was... Jumping off a of bed, going you know up, up and away, you know, being Superman or something, sure. or like I said, uh, you know, literally taking a paper bag and like taping ears to it and cutting eye holes out mm-hmm. of it, you know, mm-hmm. and being the Cape Crusader. Sure. Uh, years later, and disposable income enough, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and and the beauty of the World Wide Web nowadays. Oh yeah. Thank um, you,
1: interwebs. Yeah,
3: you know, it's kind of like do enough research and look into what you can get and what you can't get or what you can't afford. You know, you build, sure, or put together, and uh, you know that that was really the start for me. I mean, I was always just like the guy who do like halloween i would do a costume for halloween type thing and i never thought about doing like conventions or uh any other kind of functions in a costume maybe that would just be silly um would be one
4: of
1: those people you know
4: and that was something that actually kind of got me into it as well because i would get so excited for the entire month of october mm-hmm. about like making a halloween costume mm-hmm. and doing halloween and finding out about like conventions and comic-con and things like that it was like oh <gasps>
1: You it's like it's another Halloween, Halloween, Halloween in the, of the year. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, anytime. Well, that's a
3: funny thing, Vicky and I. Actually, Halloween was our like you know. What let's stepping go. Stepping d- stone was our stepping stone. We, I mean, the we, gateway drug. Yeah, the <laughs> gateway drug. I mean, Vicky. The and first
1: Halloween spree. I mean, you
2: know,
3: <laughs> when, when when the costume in the bag wasn't <laughs> good enough. Oh yeah. You know, or well, you could modify that. Well, the Spider Man doesn't have any real shoes, so well, we can like make like <laughs> booties for it and put gloves on it, you know, and stuff like so that. Just slippers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. So we were modifying and customizing mm-hmm. our own Halloween costumes, and. Uh, you know, actually, if you get right down to it, someone says, "Well, how did you drag your wife into you know doing this whole cosplay type thing?" <laughs> actually, it was just the opposite. She was the one who wanted to dress up for Catwoman for a uh, for a Comic Con one year. She she finally wanted to take the plunge, and it just turned I out. Love
1: that Julie Newmar suit. It's a great suit. Yeah. It is
3: a great suit. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it's a very nice <laughs> suit. I like it a lot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of like the thing of like, go, well, if you did Catwoman, I would love to do an Adam West, but how could you ever possibly put a costume together like that? <laughs> and uh, found out that you could. Bit uh, by bit. Yeah. And even then, you know, um, that's how I got started uh, and did it at a convention, had an absolute blast, and I can easily tell you it was a life-changing experience. My life has never been the same since. I've been around for the firsthand. To, yeah, yeah, no, I've been around firsthand
0: to absolutely see how it's changed your life, and well, both of, all of our lives in many ways. And if it wasn't for this hobby, um, it's almost weird to call it a hobby. Some of us take it like a second job here. Only <laughs> uh, well, we go. It's, it's more for of it. a vocation. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I know I wouldn't have met any of you if it wasn't for this. So yeah, know, literally. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah, very literally. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I mean. You were Superman. I was Batman in 2005.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, Capes across the hallway. It, it the was, it, <laughs> hey, it was right across from the Sony booth. They asked it was. Us, it was. And yeah. Uh, they, yeah. <laughs> we start playing and,
0: twinkly music.
3: Man. Well, and it's kind yes. of funny, you know, just say so you know, kindred spirits. Uh, it was one of those kind of things that uh, I saw Bob from a distance as Superman. And I was Batman. I could tell we were both doing our scorecard. As we we're getting closer, like I'm looking there going, kind of old school yet, yeah, you know, S on him and well, you know, he's like looking like he's wearing kind of almost like a sweater. Ooh, those boots look great. He's more of a sweater kind of thing. That Kate that's a Kirk Allen. And you know, he's looking across, probably going like, ah, oh, that doesn't look like Keaton. You know? <laughs>
0: I knew better
3: than that. Come on. You know, but I walked up to him and I go. Kirk Allen, Superman, and he went. You know which one I am.
0: <laughs> oh, if only I had a nickel for every time someone was calling me a George Reeves that day. Um, yeah, no. It, as I said, we did the customers' handshake. We were shaking hands, but then uh, checking our threads and our gloves and our sleeves and yeah. boots and everything. And uh, yeah, yeah.
3: I'm, well, it's kind of. It, it is kind of funny. You kind of bow your head like two dogs about to sniff each other. but <laughs> I mean you do kind of. Yeah, you, know. you,
1: you start looking at the details.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I know it's a visual, but Uh, There was a video taken years ago of me meeting this Spider-Man that looked absolutely great, and we're just talking, and you see both of our heads kind of (laughs) look like we're both looking at each other's butts or something, but it was like, (laughs) we're just looking at each other's costumes like, hey, great costume! Yeah, look!
0: (laughs) It's it's sad but true. Very sad but true. i had actually clocked you the year before as Batman, um, when I wasn't in costume. Actually, that was the year that I was putting together a Tom Baker, and it didn't come together in time, so I didn't get to wear it to Halloween. Uh, And after that, I actually thought, oh, I hope I run into that cool batman this year because i'm like the perfect superman to team up and when i saw it was like oh
3: there he is it's great
0: so yeah it's it funny
3: we didn't exchange numbers that year no it, it was like a very fleeting you know you managed to take a picture i don't think i managed to get a picture of i that. got a
0: few yeah
3: yeah and uh, it was the following year we it was the following two, 2006 i was the green hornet which very few people got that correct and uh vicky was xena and um and I saw you, and you were the fourth doctor, Tom Baker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I go, Doctor Who? And you went, You know who I
0: am. <laughs> I need to stress this was 2006. Six.
3: Yeah. yeah uh, that, was the, that was the funny thing. Uh, you know, that, uh, yeah, Doctor Who, very sparse.
0: Very sparse. I
3: mean, I can easily tell you that you were the only one I saw that year.
0: Yeah, well, uh, uh, to anyone who uh, is new to the Who scene and how wonderful and amazing and spread the Doctor Who cosplay is, uh, yeah, in two thousand six it was very very slim pickings, and uh, I think had only just been picked up by Sci Fi Channel. So we're still in the Americans were still in the Eccleston season. Mm. So it was uh, it was definitely one of those odd things. I remember the comment I got that day wearing it. Well, I got a lot of people not knowing who the heck I was, but there was a girl I was shopping at a a rare video booth, and she was about to sell me something, and then. And in the middle of ringing me up, she's, like, giving me that long look up and down. I'm wearing this hat. I'm wearing this scarf. And she's like, that's not your normal look, is it? You're in some <laughs> kind of a
1: costume.
0: And I'm like, oh. I know the you told me I don't usually wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Scarves in July. Who would have
1: thought? See, but the, the sad thing with Ewan, though, is, is a lot of times his cosplay is his normal <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah. I have seen you wear those items for just normal everyday stuff
4: <laughs> and if I'm I not dressed as grocery <laughs> <star>. <laughs>
2: well,
4: I'm not dressed as the 11th doctor I'm sometimes dressed as Matt Smith, Smith
1: yes sporting the old Misty Boys team <laughs> yes
4: <laughs> that's right that's right you did that Wow, that's
0: that's king of obscure right there <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's also cool uh,
0: So this brings us to another point uh, When to do the popular character Versus the obscure character Go
4: well, Know your venue Always. And also what
1: do you want If you really just love that character And you're doing it just to make yourself happy For your own Then do it whenever But if, if you're going to be disappointed Then not one single person comes up to you And goes, oh you're Doing such and such from such and such, I never see that. That is so cool. That may not happen. So if you can live with that, then go for it. If you want, if you want some of that recognition and feedback on all your hard work, then you might want to rethink it. Yeah, this, I
3: was about to say this was why we call it non-rule number two. Know what you're getting into. I think that's the key thing about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually,
1: I think that's that, that's kind of the gates itself because I don't think you ever really <laughs> know <laughs> what it, you're getting well, into
2: when I mean, you started. especially uh, when you're uh,
3: upgrade number four. Yes, well, yes, like, let, 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 let me backtrack. Let, know what you're getting into when you're portraying a particular character. Uh, if you're doing like the you know the nth variant obscure version that popped up for two point five seconds in an episode special. Or something, um, yeah. Folks might not get it, and as you said, you know your venue. There would be certain venues where that would go over. I mean, for example, if uh, like when I went to uh, Gallifrey as the Brigadier, that went over very well. Oh yeah, you know that was that was the audience. The Brigadier at Comic Con. Hey, army guy, right? <laughs> um, you fought with Indiana Jones, right? <laughs> you know You're that guy but, from that movie in the
1: war. But, <laughs> but you know what, but it also depends on the costume. Because when I do novice hame at Gallifrey, it gets a great response. And right. everybody knows who it is. If I do it at Comic Con, it gets a phenomenal response and they don't care who I am. They just love the fact that I've got this full cat face prosthesis mm-hmm. and I'm running around in a nun's habit. They don't they don't have to know Doctor Who, they don't care. They just sure. think Wow, yeah. that's cool. And it's, it's a good. pretty big split.
3: I mean it really is a big split. The people who dig it have no idea. And the people who dig it and they completely know it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's another thing to keep in mind exactly. That sometimes it's not recognizability of character, but how awesome meter has it, uh, you know, hit for uh, people in the general audience.
2: I
3: mean, know. like Morbius, I mean, Morbius could be anywhere and you wouldn't necessarily know it's Doctor Who, but that's a pretty awesome outfit. You really? <laughs> didn't
4: want to do the Morbius costume, uh, for uh, San Diego in July. No, <laughs> funnily that you mentioned that, Ewan, but no,
3: I decided I didn't want to wear a sofa around me. Well, I got to be a part-timer. I'll never forget the first time he did the Cyberman. Oh, <laughs> wow. It, the engineering on that particular Hands outfit had the Cyberman. N- that the engineering on that particular version <laughs> of the Cyberman at that time.
1: I will always have the fondest memories of watching Bob slowly inch his way up the handicapped ramp because he couldn't do stairs in the, well, the. Well, hands. It was a handicapped spiral. Spiral, yes. It was <laughs> <a> slowly inching, <laughs> and,
3: and, and roughly going about one foot per second. <laughs> Meanwhile, the doctor had got clean away. It
1: was. It was almost like watching one of those, you know, clocks where they have little figures that come out. With
0: the little... That's yeah. a good idea for merchandise right there. Yes, I, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah,
3: yeah but... Uh, Dalek on the handicap.
1: Copyrighted <laughs> it, okay. trademarked. You heard it here it, first. It, I it, get credit.
3: <laughs> well, it, it, and also the question coming up, how many doctors does it take to escort a Cyberman at Comic-Con? I think we had six or seven yeah. surrounding you because if anybody bumped into you, a tube would just fly off. <laughs> well, that, no, and, your well, your well visibility that was the was first
1: about- year of the Cyberman too. It's a little better now.
3: Yeah, yeah. It is better. Uh,
0: this is also uh, another non-rule is... Uh, yeah, you got to kind of get in there and wear it and work out the bugs uh unless it's something pretty easy like you know you're wearing uh i don't know i mean a basic doctor costume probably doesn't have this so much but if you're wearing anything very complicated like a cyberman or a monster you're probably going to run into issues uh with uh heat and uh, visibility the, the thing where w- it, yeah well the thing well okay rubbing,
1: you know it paints
0: and paint yeah
1: things or it, it rubs against you and painful ways or...
0: Right, because those initial tubes were held on by Velcro which meant they popped off at someone breathing How do on them. do I remember? And I've since corrected that and they are much more durable upgraded, yes. and the visibility sucked because I put gels in the eyes which looked great because it you know, looked like black if you were looking at me and I could see you but I forgot there was no breathability so that meant within about a half an hour of wearing it they steamed up. And it was like looking through, you know, in the morning in the mirror at the shower, it's like looking through that. I could kind of make out some blobs, but I couldn't really see much beyond that. On a con floor. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> On a comic con floor, which is packed with people.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you didn't even realize that, you know, John Berman, you know, just came by and like photo-bombed you. <laughs> you go, what was that? Well, that was just Captain Jack there, Bob.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, that also contributes to to my my horrible David Tennant miss story, but I'll, I'll say that for another time. But the, yeah, the John Barrowman moment was weird because I felt the hand on my back. Yeah. And I thought, who's
2: <laughs> the got.
3: And Barrowman.
0: the last Doctor Who story. Uh, yeah, but he
3: was just like, I gotta get a picture of this. And he, he literally came up between the two because I was dressed up as four at the time. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, he just came in for like a split second he had like his handler or whatever you know take a picture of us and just and ran off Yeah. and you're like what just happened or does it sound to me what's, what just what, what's happened
2: I can't see
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah sad but true because everyone knew not to like touch me too much for fear of paint or tubage or, yeah. so, <laughs> or explosion and uh, so the fact someone totally had like hand back there I'm like okay who's that
4: you know so yeah. uh yeah Oh, Brain, I think coming back to your original point, even if you're not doing like a big kind of like elaborate kind of monster costume yes. like that, I think like trying it on before you get to the con, golden rule, absolutely, absolutely. always, always put everything together. You mean, you mean on when you together. have the thing finished before you get to the con? <laughs> I mean, I mean before before you What's get into the-, the car and drive down
3: there. <laughs> oh come on, Vicky's been sewing stars on her Wonder Woman bottoms on the way to con. <laughs>
4: <sighs>
0: every every year I swear. I I've fallen asleep done. over costumes the night before <laughs> Hey man.
1: you've woken up on the floor with Cyberman parts stuck to your face. What are you talking about? We all know this.
0: Yeah, I know I luckily you weren't there when part of my master
4: sash was super glued to my face. that was
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this,
2: is,
4: this is how you get qualified to do a podcast on costuming <laughs> Have you earned your stripes?
3: <laughs> I was four, to... removing super glue from your face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you ever had to remove super glue <laughs> from your face huh?
3: nothing will finish a costume like a deadline
1: <laughs> have you ever sewn a miscellaneous piece of fabric to a miscellaneous body part
0: <laughs> right so uh so basically i would actually just, what was
1: the question again <laughs> just
0: to finish the thought of obscure versus popular oh, characters, that's right.
2: That's right. I,
0: I think it is just yes know what you're getting into if you love the character if it's simply about flying that color like
4: man no one does this i'm gonna be the guy to do it then man you be that guy to do it and the th- i like i feel like you know <laughs> you're you're gonna get 99 percent of people aren't gonna know who you are that one percent is gonna freak out out. Yeah. And love it. Like I saw um I was telling you guys about this, but the uh there's two people dressed as Garth Merengue and Liz Asher who <sighs> I saw at comic on this year. Yeah. And uh, I saw them like ran up and were like <gasps> Are you Garth and, and Liz? And they were like, yes, you're the first person who knows who we are. And I was like, oh, you guys are amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just fanboyed out on them. And they were so happy to have somebody, like, sure. know who they sure. are. But their costumes were great. Like, they, did, they looked awesome. And it totally, like, made my con for that day. On know, the
1: flip you? side. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, on the flip side, if you see somebody and you think, are they trying to do? Ask them, because... If you don't ask them, you may be the only person who had any clue that they were doing something, and they will so love it if you recognize them. Mm -hmm.
3: No, but as far as, like, uh, getting into, is have a realist, try to have a realistic expectation to your character. You know, if you're going to do the obscure, and you're going to do the really odd variant, and you know you're going to be doing the obscure, and you're doing the variant, and you... Casting-wise, which is a whole other story, you look nothing like the person, but you you got the right shade of, you know, of polyester slacks or something. Please, don't be... Nobody knew who I was all day! <laughs> Live with it. this is
4: the perfect third guard from the left costume. Everything's exact. The guy, no, the guy in the
3: back who was picking his teeth. Did you see? I picked it up and down, not laterally, like the guy who was to the right. So many people get that wrong. So many people (laughs) get that wrong. Absolutely, you know. I mean, there's a guard in uh, in war games. That's like in a big. They got like the big spirally jaw room, and it's a great looking suit. But I know, unless I got the big spirally, spirally room, and I'm standing right next to it, and I got everybody else in the cast running
4: by, no one's going to get it. Uh, you could talk to the people at the Marriott about that and see if you get a room to spiral up for Galley next year, just so I could
3: stand next to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at me, I'm, I'm the guy with the
4: spirally room. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll take the sunboard as a suggestion box for the next backdrop for the cosplay hall. Spiral room from the War Games. Um...
3: Keep when you're mind. making your background yeah, when make all, sure all the roses the are and, and and 90% of the roses and Amy's will go,
2: "What's that?"
3: <laughs> well, you're some kind of robot, right?
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I got that line.
3: Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, well, not everybody knows a Cyberman, not a Comic-Con. Some, <laughs> or some kind of robot.
1: <laughs> well, and that falls into know your venue, know your audience, and, you know. Right, right.
0: No, no. It's it's funny when you get the misidentifications. Um, but before we go off about that, which is, is a fun topic in and of itself, yeah. uh, I think a good springboard from this is uh, is casting yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how important or you know and look it, it shouldn't ride on that but let's face it it only improves it comes impact. in handy yes yeah
1: oh yeah
3: it definitely comes in handy um i mean a perfect example and people on this podcast or whatever who have never heard of this fellow or ever seen this fellow i just say google <laughs> kevin coba good old kevin this guy didn't even get into the cosplay until someone said he looked like yeah. the guy who was playing Doctor Who, you know?
0: And thus his life was changed forever.
3: Yes. Yes. Totally. Totally. You know, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it could be like, that's scary good, you know?
1: Well, and also, it's like he says, he has a hard time playing, cosplaying anybody Else, else because uh, he
4: should be Barty Crouch Junior. from uh, Harry
2: Potter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think you'd look great
3: in that you know, costume. He, went, he, went he, totally would in he would do a good job. You'd do a good job. You, you know? he totally he should be Casanova,
1: it. Hamlet. You know, <laughs> yeah. which is why he left the last. Peter
3: October Vincent episode. from
0: Fright Night. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but you know, there's there's casting yourself to work with your strengths, and then mm. there's. You know, if you have a super strong resemblance to somebody in a fandom, go with it. Work with it. Don't try and work against it because it will yeah, just you. Yeah, but I mean, you.
3: but at the same time, um, you know, Look, if it's something that you have a passion about, it'd you know, just be a thrill to, like I said, as we say, fly your colors.
1: Then just do then, it because you love the character, and then do yeah.
3: it. You go go for it and have fun. I mean, you know, getting back to like the uh, Batman thing, for example. Like I said, my main specialty was doing like '60s Adam West style Batman. And um, I was posting on online and stuff of how much fun this was, and there was a group of us that got together out in Boston. I think there was about like nine or ten of us, all dressed up as Adam West style Batman. We looked like we we're out of a Mister Freeze episode, where all these duplicate Batmans were coming into a room, but we had Batmans of all shapes and all sizes. I mean, uh, we had like six times plus type Batmans, and he knew it. What what you saying? <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, I think I think his utility belt was like two of mine. You know, <laughs> and, and he knew it. And the we utility had, girdle. But it was so much fun. You know, like I said, we had guys that were taller, skinnier, fatter. You know, in you know some dead on, you know, spot on looking guys. You know, but it was just that presence of just what well, we all we're all Batman fans, mm-hmm. and actually we all stood in line to uh, see Adam West. Of course, as you know. Yeah, and, but we all stood in line, waited our turn, just like any good citizen. <laughs> just like a nice lineup of well, Batman. We, had, we were all stood in line.
1: They had a and, puddle. And, and, <laughs> no, well,
3: I was about to say, one of the funniest things was we thought, well, we'll try to do a photo op. And we realized, oh, there might be a cost for doing a photo op. And it occurred to me while I was standing in the front of the line, I don't have any cash in my utility belt. <laughs> and so I turned around to the other Batman... And we all suddenly went into a huddle, <laughs> just to find out if anybody had any cash on them, just in case we had to, you know, pay for a photo with Adam West. Uh, but it was lots of fun, you know. I actually went up to Adam and was like, uh, "Adam, I'd like to introduce you to Batman and Batman and." <laughs> Batman and Adam was there going you know Scott you, you gotta stop this I feel like I'm just going insane everybody in my line has <laughs> turned into Batman <laughs> I'm in a world of Batman <laughs> you know so anyway you had to love it though come on yeah but it was a love but the fact of the matter is is that uh, you know at least in that in that group you know it's it's a non-competitive not you know non- exclusionary hey, you got a suit, you got a pair of bat ears and a cape and a belt, come on in. It's fun, you know. And uh, that's just, you know, that that's just been the fun of it. And uh, anyway, I'm just saying this is that, but the expectations were real. The people who went in there weren't going like, gee, Adam didn't say I was a splitting image of him. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like one of those kind of things,
2: mm-hmm. you know. <laughs>
0: No, I, I I would totally agree. I think it, as we just said, it just comes down to if you had something, by all means, work with it. If you don't, and you just love the character, hey man, do it anyway. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, but just yeah, be aware that. Uh, As as I noticed that a lot of people do clock the casting almost more than the costume. There are a lot of people I know who uh, you see it all the time with anything with Kevin in it, where people praise his tenth Doctor and he does do a great tenth Doctor, of course. But I know of other tenth Doctors who get a little bit upset that they overlooked them over Kevin, and I have to go like, but people are looking at this is almost like meeting the guy.
1: You know that that's like taking it to that that next level. There are some things you just, I mean, you can get the exact duplicate suit, you can get the exact duplicate shoes, whatever. You can't always get the exact duplicate features. And if you just happen to be someone who looks extremely similar to the character, mm-hmm. it's its just going to bring it on home to another level that, you know, sorry, you just, you, you can't touch. Well, you know, it, it, it that's, comes that's back... Casting.
3: Yeah, it's casting, and once again, I think, you know, like I said, folks can be, I mean, people can be competitive, that's just human nature. Uh, You know, for me, personally, I don't find that in the fun factor. No. For me. Yeah. Uh, But it is out there. Oh, it's it's certainly out there, you can't ignore it. Now, it's one thing to be uh, competitive, you know, for yourself, meaning, oh man, I want to do so much better this year than I did last year. I want to do, you know, my personal best or whatever. I need to work on, you know, my scarf 5.0. You know? <laughs> We've all done. <laughs> you know? I, I just got my fifth
0: scarf. What are you saying,
3: Dad? <laughs> no, it's the fourth Doctor scarf, Bob. See? Uh, <laughs>
1: <I'm> no,
3: <sorry.
2: laughs> no, no.
1: Actually, it's the first Doctor scarf.
3: Uh, Newly acquired. I, no, no, he's talking about he's got his fifth, fourth Doctor Scarlet. Yeah,
0: what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost sad to admit that, but yeah, I do.
3: Five But you know, look, I'm on my third cowl right now. There you go. <laughs> you know,
0: how many tweeds do you have, Ewan? What now? Yeah, no. <laughs> <You gotta laughs>
4: well, there's two from season five, and um, you know, one from season six, and then a green coat. And I no love that and little you tweeted me out the new out In the new season, that looks
2: really nice. And how
0: many of those were upgraded from previous ones? Well, I don't like to talk about these <laughs> things. <laughs>
4: um, I will say though that there's definitely like degrees in casting. Like if you don't look like, if people aren't stopping you on the street and telling you that you look exactly like that person, like I. That, that shouldn't stop you because i think no. like there, there's things like like if you're going to do the 11th doctor you kind of need to be tall and slim to really pull that off you don't need to look exactly like matt smith but like having a similar build really really helps Get the I think like yeah exactly exactly because you can have like all of the exact right screen accurate pieces but if you're a different like just fundamental shape from him mm-hmm. it's not going to look quite as good as say somebody who is a very similar shape doesn't have the right pants, doesn't have the right shoes, doesn't have the right jacket, people are going to kind of gravitate to that person more. Because
1: it's, it's what they expect to see. Exactly, yeah,
4: exactly. Like, they don't know what the screen-accurate tweet or whatever. They just kind of see, like, oh, yeah, skinny guy in a tweet jacket, you're the doctor. Oh, he's wearing you a know? fez. You get, yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. you get
1: the right silhouette, and especially if you can if you can study and comp, you know mimic some of the body language.
4: Right, which I love seeing. When people are, like, doing a costume and, like, I love seeing people kind of, like, when you ask for a picture, like, I'm kind of doing a good, like, pose for their character. Like, right. You yeah. know, kind of people kind of getting into that side. Like, I don't necessarily need people to, like, be in character all the time. But, mm-hmm. like, if you're taking a picture, like, getting mm-hmm. that, like, flavor of
2: it
3: really sells it. Like, oh, it yeah. sells yeah. the whole costume. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, um, uh, Buddy Mine refers to it as selling it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're selling the character. And, yeah. uh, I mean... You know, when you say, you know, being a character, you know, all the time, I mean, I, I have to admit that, you know, different characters that I've done, you know, uh, it varies because it's like, you know, uh, if I'm doing Captain Kirk or whatever, you know, I, I, I mean, I'll admit it, I don't do a really good William Shatter. I mean, I wear a toupee, you know, <laughs> when I do it, so I feel that much more like him, mm-hmm. um, you know, but uh, but that's a character that I generally, I kind of turn it on and off of when I'm being, you know, you know. Scared. Scotty, you know that that sort of thing. Um, When I wear the bat cowl, okay, the voice comes on. You know, (laughs) I imagine it's hard not to kind of be a character when you're like that. It's actually very hard to do. Uh, for for the longest time, I would put the cowl on, and the character just came out. Because quite honestly, when I wasn't in character, then I felt silly. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just a guy in a suit, but when yeah, you was a exact, was and it, you're the character, then you're Batman. Like, well, I'm acting. I'm actually preparing a character. I'm doing a role play. I'm doing you know whatever you know, yeah. and uh, I'm doing a tribute. I'm just like my Elvis, you know, or something, you know. So it was like, uh, you know, it, it it literally that's just it. Just kind of you put the costume on, suddenly so you become that. That entity. That's what would happen for me. I mean, if I was sitting there talking to friends and they called me Scott, I wouldn't go, uh, no, call me the (laughs) Cape Crusader. (laughs) You know, or something. Um, But we're talking about like casting, uh, whereas, you know, there's certain characters I've done where the casting's been good for me, such as either Batman, uh, Zorro, the guy William Zorro, that worked out for me very well. (laughs) When I did the Peter Cushing Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> I look nothing like Peter Cushing. I am not b- built By like Peter God, P- you sold it. <laughs> <laughs> I look nothing. That was a pure, that was a pure fly my colors. Okay, the accuracy of my outfit, not. It was just like, it was not accurate, except that I just gave you the flavor. Okay, this is, you know, the, the cut of the coat. I mean, this was mostly thrift store found items that just kind of read and had that kind of feel about them and um i mean i think i spent more on the wig you oh, I than remember. i did for the, <laughs> did for the yeah. entire you know outfit um but it was just that kind of thing of like you said you know trying to just kind of sell the the, the character of it um that yeah i just you know boy that was uh, yeah, <laughs> but i mean you know profile silhouette i wasn't there i mean i yeah by by no means uh but that was that was, but I did that purely out of I really wanted to fly those particular colors that time around. And it was
4: out. a really cool costume, and I honestly do feel like you sold that character because I remember having a blast at that con where you were doing it, and just everybody being really into that costume. And the
3: ones who knew, the yeah, that was knew. that yeah. was the funny. The ones who knew,
4: you know, that's like it was almost kind of like, a, uh, and this is another kind of point on obscure costumes. Like it was almost like a badge of honor for the people there who were like i yeah i know that i got it i know that that's i know that you know,
3: one yeah we're kind of high-fiving each other oh you uh, do yeah. okay that's pretty cool yeah well I, the, the the 60s daleks guys yes yeah were are big fans of it obviously because for some of them that was their first doctor they were exposed to was through the films
0: uh-huh yeah you know yeah.
3: so that was but yeah that was uh that was just one of my little like like i said fly my colors i just wanted to do that
0: Sometimes I say it's worth doing those characters if they've never really been done or they're not done very often because it's like, hey, man, this this deserves some props. Show let's, them a little love. Let's get them out there. So
3: That's exactly. why I did the brig at that particular time. I That's did. right. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. I go, man, I never I never see a brig. I mean, there's guys out there probably in Chicago or in others. Dragon Con. Dragon Con or you other know. places that have done the brig, but I never got to see a brig. Mm. And sometimes I'll do a character because I did, I've never gotten to see one. <laughs> you know? Because I would dig that, you know. I mean, if I was dressed as and I saw another Brick, I'd be going, Dad, it's a Brick! <laughs>
0: you know? uh, and didn't you have a nice moment meeting uh, John Levine in your Brick costume?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Especially when, <laughs> especially when he said that uh, you know Nicholas Courtney, you know, Blasson would have killed me if he saw me dressed <laughs> as the
2: Brick. <laughs> <laughs> especially
3: after the skit, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would have loved. To, I would have loved to have met Nicholas. You know, uh, big time. I would have, but uh, yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a very fun costume. That was a very fun uh, skit that we did at that particular time, and uh, it was kind of funny because that Friday, I remember I, I dressed up as the break. right? And I had some people come up to me go, and who are you? Wow. And then I'm going like, okay, a little bit. You know, you've only been watching since 2005 yep. or whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then we did the skit. Yeah. And come Sunday. Everybody knew who the brig was <laughs> at that point. <laughs> you know. It was just like we did the skit with the brig and
1: uh And the following year there were a lot more briggs at Galley.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so it was fun. But uh but it, it was it was kinda of funny that it was kind of it was kind of funny about this particular skit that uh um it became like the, the Brigadier Primer or something. If you never knew about the Brig, you should know by now. <laughs>
0: Without realizing it, yeah, it kind of did. Um, didn't realize that, but hey, you know, if it works on many levels, then, you know.
3: Which reminds me, because that Sunday, one of the first girls who said, Who are you? Comes up to her, goes, Now I know who you are! <laughs> <sighs> It's good to educate the fans. Hey, you know what? You do an obscure obscure character? Make a skit about him. There you go. There you go. (laughs) There you go.
4: (laughs) I, third soldier from the left, will now tell you my story. (laughs) We'll need to put a swirly room on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> the war games, from my point of view. <laughs> oh, who's that
1: guy? Oh, he's gone. Oh, okay. I'm the first unit soldier killed by the monster.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh,
4: well, it's okay, Johnny. You just got two days to make it to retirement. <laughs> I hope there's no flying monsters
0: today. I, I, okay. think, I think you've just uh, seen the genesis of some uh, sketch you'll be seeing at Gallifrey
2: 2013.
1: Those <laughs> <laughs> uh, bastards killed Johnny. This is this
0: is what passes for brainstorming here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you want to do a costume? Let's make a skit.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, there are times I know we have done a skit that then prompt me to then do a costume because we needed it for the skit, such as the Valleyard, which I threw together for $50 mm-hmm. uh, to make sure we filled out the, our cast. I and one of the biggest cheers of the entire
3: night. It did, yeah. Wow.
1: yeah <laughs> a great response. Because you
3: of, never but, see but, a Valleyard. But you know that accuracy? Oh, Out the Window. You know. Hey, but well, I'll tell you. From about twenty feet away, it rocked. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Five feet away, uh, is that duct tape? Yeah,
0: electrical tape. Actually. Oh, electrical tape. Yeah. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Uh, and then for this year, I had to put together a Solon, a Doctor Solon, for the Morbius skit, and right. that's just a regurgitated Doctor Evil costume with like a bad spray painted wig and our canine goatee. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's...
4: <laughs> a goatee repurposed from a robot
0: dog. <laughs> yeah. robot dog. <laughs> it, was, it was like a ten dollars costume. Um, so you know,
3: that was a perfectly good goatee. Why should it yeah. go away? Hey man, Can that I dog only wore it once. It,
0: you know? <laughs> we're 50 feet away. It, looked great. it,
3: it, it had a good read. It
4: served so purpose. K9 sold that goatee. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Really well, that was the flag, I say, that really sold
3: K9 <laughs> and B. Well, it was definitely, yeah, from the Inferno universe.
2: <laughs> 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 ah,
0: we might be getting too inside for people. I don't remember. Post links of these skits so they know what we're talking about. <laughs> YouTube. Um, so, actually, this is a good uh, jumping point to get into budget versus high end costuming. Mm. Uh, when to do one,
4: when to do the other. And the merits of both. Well, you start doing one, and then six months okay. later you find out you've actually done the other.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Depending on how far <laughs> down the road you've gone, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah,
1: I think especially if you're first getting into it, you always tend to try and start on the cheaper end with most, most people who are first starting, especially they're doing their first cosplay or whichever you want to do. Um, if you're obsessive or Crazy, like a lot of us are. You, you, <laughs> you look at it and you go, I can make this a little better. I can make this a little more exact. Well,
3: I, I think, can find that exact well, What I, I think the key thing with any of them is just start.
1: Yeah, just well, that's get what it I'm saying. get it going you,
3: because you don't let I, 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 mean, I deter I, you. I, you, I, you I, I think, well, it's also just about cost, but it's like, I mean, there's probably another subject in here somewhere, but I've had many people who obsess over the screen accurate what is the best, what is the most accurate, what is the, you know, to this, this and this and this and this and then they wait till either somebody makes one you know, or someone else finds out the secrets to the universe of how you could obtain such a thing and do this sort of thing for, I've I in cases of five, six years and never once finally had a suit just to go out there and just do it so, you know, I, I'd say, you know, get your feet wet, just get started and go out there with something Close is good. Close is fine. Oh yeah. Um, you know, there's always room for version 2.0, uh, it, or 3.0, or 5.0. You know. Well, look. You know, my very look. As much fun as I had in my very first Batman suit, it Batman is blue-ish. by it is it is nowhere near the suit that I have now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Funny thing is, at that, that particular day and age, it was actually kind of considered state of the art. The art just got better over time.
0: How far, along long ago was this? Uh, Two thousand and four. There you go.
3: And uh, you know, which I mean, I, I could get into another aspect about that, but uh, for another conversation about how that evolution kind of happens we'll uh, within a craft, we, we will definitely be having a bat talk podcast. Yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. Um, but the key thing is, is that I just. People say, you know, well, I want to get a cost, which I do go, well, you know what? There's, there's, an, a, there's a range of budgets. You can either get yourself started in X amount of range and you can go all, you can just keep going up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could get really silly up there.
1: There really is no limit to what you can spend. Right. But,
3: uh, except for your bank account and your mortgage or, or credit rating or what have you. Your sanity. Yeah. But, but you know, at the same time, I mean... I mean, I can easily, I mean, I've actually known cases where there was actually a costume we tried to put together at one point, which was a Batgirl suit years ago, that it just felt like we were just throwing money into trying to create this suit because we were trying to make a very accurate suit, but there wasn't a lot known about, well, how can you do this or that and the other, and certain materials didn't exist anymore or in a particular color. And we just kept throwing money at it, you know, like, well, let's try this, let's try that, let's try this, try this, try that. Eventually, we did kind of come up with something, you oh, know. Oh, sure. But, uh, you know, those days, I think, are well behind me now where it's like, you know what, come up with one. And then figure it out down the line if you want to. If, one, are you having fun with the character enough that you want to do something a little okay. more, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what what purpose is this, is this particular costume really going to serve you, you know, at this point to go to the sure. nth degree? Sure. You know, I mean... You, you probably do, you, you've done X amount of development in your uh, fourth Doctor costume. Yeah. Okay. You've gone through different versions and so forth. Uh, and you've probably done X amount in maybe your fifth Doctor costume. Your tenth Doctor costume? For you personally, maybe not as many.
0: No. Well, actually, what's nice about the Tenth Doctor is I got to reap the benefit of other people's development online. Mm -hmm. And by the time I got to it, it was one of the last ones I ever did. Uh, I basically just went, oh, so I just go here, 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 and here, and that'll get me a really good costume. Right. And I just... You know, set aside the time and the money and put it together over about a year, and boom, Bob's your uncle, I'm done.
4: <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the flip side of what you're talking about, Scott, where like, it's expensive and difficult to be the first person to do a costume yeah, yeah. it's super easy to be the last
2: person but <laughs> <when> somebody's found <laughs> so the, the fabrics have they the have
4: artwork. the pattern they know who to talk to like you can just like i mean for the 10th doctor now like yeah you can have like a 99.99 percent screen accurate costume probably by this, three like, microns buy this that, <laughs> buy that buy <laughs> that <sorry. laughs> <laughs> yeah you have like or three vendors you can go to get all the bits and you're done like that's it's really mm-hmm. that easy yeah it's not cheap no that it's... is the other thing it, <laughs> it was
0: not cheap but yeah yeah i mean the only way i could have gone crazier is to do what kevin did and go seek yeah. out the gap trousers on ebay over a year or two and then go yeah. to steve or a tailor and get you yeah, know custom get, a, made get a custom it. made but that's more time more money and look i love Tenet. I don't love them like I love my baker.
3: <laughs> so, so,
2: yeah. Well, like I said, I mean,
3: there, there's there's folks that I know that'll import material, you know, from Japan or China or what have you to do what they need to do. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, and of course, you know more than anybody else, I think, here about group runs to have something custom made. Uh, you know, but as far as um, you know, expense, you know, I mean, I'm gonna just be honest with you. If you're gonna do a cosplay, it is really hard to do one for under $400, even if you're going to make the stuff yourself. It's hard to do. If you can do it with found items, customizing and altering this or that, no problem. Mm-hmm. But it's really kind of hard to do. You know, can you get one in a bag? Sure. Sure, you can. Can you find stuff in the thrift store that might get you, you know, in into the ballpark? sure you can yeah but you know but the general average i find every time i go like well hey i found this army outfit for about maybe 50. <laughs> yeah but by the time i got the gun belt and the hat and some of the medals and then the you know some boots shipping you know, yeah yeah so, so the next thing i know i'm going like wow that, that you know yeah you know, maybe maybe i didn't go 400 but i still clock i mean it's still oh, became yeah. it became those little expenses that you go like when all when the, when the dust clear I'm like, yeah, you, you chucked about that much into it,
2: hardware,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Huh. It, it's uh, I do find that even when you save money, you're
3: spending in time. Oh yes.
2: well, yes.
1: Well, that's yeah. that's the other trade-off cause, you know, if
3: <laughs> gas money just yeah. driving,
1: <laughs> oh, uh, leg work. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. need, need we remember the great Paisley hunt?
3: Yeah, you had and to. Bring shall
1: it. we? Shall we not mention all the many hours spent laboring over beige swatches?
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you again, Scott. to, try and, to say.
1: To try and find just the right oh, don't blame me. Beige.
0: I'm not blaming you. I'm thanking you. Gosh, I I was I was drowning in beige. You yeah. you, you kind of got me. Uh, what is it? Uh, there was <laughs> you took my love spuds out of the barbecue.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Can I get that as a galley badge?
0: <laughs> and Genesis for a galley for a ribbon, folks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Oh,
1: wow. But Uh. that is one of the ways that you you can try and reduce the cost of your your cosplay, is if there are items that you think you are capable of making yourself, then obviously if you're supplying the labor for yourself for free, you're just out the cost of the materials, which is going to be cheaper, theoretically, than paying somebody else to do it. Yeah, but I I, I
3: guess what I'm also saying is that... you know, it comes down to the question, uh, and, and once again, it depends on which genre or um, type of character you're doing. But when I refer to, like, you know, costumes in a bag or something like that, it also kind of comes into, am I doing costuming as if I was doing more of a Halloween, maybe a masquerade, you know, kind of fancy dress at the bar kind of thing or something? Um, or am I doing something that's more like wardrobe? Meaning this is what someone would walk out on the set wearing. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes the question whether I have something that's more of a ready-made, you know, a jacket that has no lining in it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's done in, you know, an acetate of some sort, you Mm know, (laughs) highly flammable if it was made in the 70s, (laughs) you know, or am I going for something that's more wardrobe, which means, hey, what people, tailoring, you know That's that's in multiple pieces mm-hmm. You know I mean Wouldn't it be that the doctor Just went out in the tank top And you know <laughs> <laughs> jeans
4: hear yeah, that's what the 12th doctor Is going to be wearing <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah You know I'm just wearing a t-shirt Yeah but was it Fruit of the Loons <laughs> Or was it a Hanes You
4: know <laughs> it was actually In American Apparel From 2005 They don't make them anymore This way The stitching's slightly different I saw another guy At the convention no, They wanted a 2007 one It's <laughs> like an asshole
3: No they wanted to use The flammable stuff From nineteen 19- 1972 because it had that sheen to it and it crinkled just right.
4: <laughs> now, I can tell you from uh, from Koshiming uh, as a doctor who does just wear jeans uh, that doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> you got to track down those puppies.
3: You know, ain't just those button flies.
0: <laughs> well, I was I was just gonna say that uh, it's all it, it's all relative. I know a lot of people that, you know, cheap to them is going through their closet, going to a thrift store, uh, selectively shopping eBay, and spending $50 or less on their costumes. And to them, I say, more power to you. You
1: can do it. Man. Oh, oh, yeah. is, Kudos. Hey,
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. kind of jealous. Yeah, in a way I am. Especially when sometimes they do find these great finds. I'm like, what Where was that, that when I was looking for it? Yeah. Um, which I always say is the rule is you always find it when you're
3: not looking for it. Um,
1: or after you've already spent your budget and bought something else. That too. If you ever it almost like,
0: almost
3: qualifies. I I, I I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, but if you ever like try to like, you're looking for something, maybe like more when you're trying to do a prop type thing or something, and you're looking for a particular shape of an item or something, you like go through the hardware stores, you go through the craft stores, you're like, well, is that about round and kind of oval enough that I can turn that into this? Mm-hmm. you look around, you looking for the shape, you hit the 99 cent store, looking for this shape, yeah. you finally go and you build the thing, yeah, right? And you start walking through stores, six months later, and you go gee, that shape could have, you know, <laughs> worked. That yeah. work. it's yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm still looking for shapes, you know? Yeah.
1: A great hot girl belt buckle of 2006. Of, uh, we still look yeah. at things going, that could be a hot girl belt look buckle. Look everywhere trying to find something that would work for the belt buckle.
0: This is uh, this is like my great superhero boot hunt of 1996. A lot of great hunts going on there huh?
1: There's always a hunt. You know? There's always <laughs> a... Uh,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll have to. As long as
1: you keep costuming, you will be searching. It, it,
0: it always happens. I'll regale you with the the 1996 boot hunt uh, long story short there weren't any but um the, the the thing that gets me too is then you have other people whose idea of cheap is kind of what scott's saying that sort of low to mid 100 dollar ish range that two to four hundred range and it's funny when i first put together all of the doctor's costumes for con in uh, comic con in 2007 i actually went in thinking okay I'll spend a bit more on certain ones, but the average cost per costume was going to be like two, two hundred dollars. And I know for many people that's like a huge amount of money, and of it's all it is. it's yeah. all relative it to your your budget and your spendable income. And I get that. And and then there's other people who are happy to drop thousands of dollars. But my this.
3: question is, they did you manage to way. keep those doctor outfits to the two budget?
0: Uh, For the most part, yeah. I only overspent on one of them. But you've
1: upgraded since.
0: and Yes, but with the exception of one, I've upgraded nearly all of them, and they are all far, far, far more expensive costumes than $200 now.
3: Right. Yes. But you succeeded being able to get all those multiple Doctors together and create that the basic look. look. Right.
0: And the power of the group kind of oversold the, uh, any lackingness in the accuracy. That is, in the
1: cheerleader that is syndrome. Something else. There you go. You cheerleader know,
4: syndrome. The,
1: the more characters you have together in costume, the more powerful you are. It's true. It's true. Yeah. In any convention, the more, the, the larger your group, the more attention you will get and the more people will be drawn to you as opposed to as an individual.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we did the, uh, the 11th doctors at Comic-Con 2011, and we couldn't make it down the hallway because people kept, like, stopping us to take our pictures. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was Yeah, and we were crazy. only fully together for, what, maybe
0: a half an hour? Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, it's such a hard group to pull together that many people that, uh, yeah. as, as you've always said, Scott, the sweet yeah. spot of a group tends to be about, like, three to five people. Mm-hmm. And once you get beyond that, it just starts Well, well so you have to be You're, you're blocking be traffic careful. here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: you also have to be careful with the type of group that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because some groups can grow as you move through a large convention.
3: Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, like Justice League of 2006. The, the Justice
1: League, because any any DC superhero can latch on to the Justice League group and grow with you. We had like six Green Lanterns at one point. Oh, well, yeah. Gr- Green the Lanterns. And the larger those, you those... get, the more unwieldy it gets. Or when we we're gonna we... split
4: you guys off into a off title. You, the... you guys go be the Green Lantern Corps over there. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> <the laughs> it, it, it was. It part? was
1: <laughs> it was crazy. You know, you just you, there comes a point it's like where you
3: a Vader with uh, stormtroopers. It just <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>
2: nice.
0: And that's where we lose the signal for this first episode of Costume Station 0. Be back here in a couple of days. I'll post the second half of that roundtable discussion with Scott, Ewan, Vicky, and myself. That's Bob Mitch. Now, I wanted to take a minute here to say thanks for checking us out. And, hey, why a cosplay podcast? Well, why not? Uh, actually, I'd had a few people suggest I do this um, after the KTEH segment, uh, How Who Are You? contest though I did with uh, Aubrey and Vaughn back in 2009. Boy, time sure flies. And another little gauntlet had been thrown my way um, from the Radio Free Scarrow guys, and uh, my good friend Stephen Prescott with the the madmanwithabox.com also put a little bug in my ear, so hey, better late than never, here we are. Um, I've had a really good time in this hobby the last 10 years or so, I've had an awesome time and I've met awesome people, and I think it'd be great for us all just to have a little web space to share stories and swap some tips and techniques and be that wonderful entertainment and education combo. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, people might notice a big Doctor Who focus in these early episodes. Well, bear with us. Uh, We will be expanding to other characters and costumes and genres and franchises and beyond. So just give us a little time here. That just happens to be our our main focus at the moment because a lot of us are major Whovians. Uh, Speaking of which, if anyone does have a costume they want to talk about or a topic of suggestion or whatnot, please go to CostumeStationZero.com or my own blog at honorarydoctor.livejournal.com uh, drop me a message or a comment, uh, paint me a picture, drop me a line, and we'll go from there. I want to keep this open to everybody. Uh, I want to keep this basically for uh, costume makers, costume wearers, uh, costume collectors, and even costume designers, of course, uh, be they amateur or professional. So we have some really neat stuff lined up. Uh, please come on back, check us out. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and if there's anything I've learned in recording these, beyond the fact it's it's been a lot of fun, is that uh, cosplayers like to talk. So uh, don't be surprised if a lot of these do turn into two-part episodes like this, but the way I see it, it's, uh, it's just more to listen to. So anyway, uh, I think with that, I'm going to sign off. Thanks again, and uh, check us out in a couple of days for the next episode of Costume Station Zero. <laughs>